What's up, peeps? Hope this finds you all doing very well. Stoked to be with you guys. This is the Ebb and Flow Podcast, and I am Eben Britton. Today's episode is brought to you by my family at Wake Network. Head over to wake.net, use code EBBENFLOW to get 10% off and free shipping on your next order of Lion's Mane, Chaga, Rishi, Cordyceps, Turkey Tail, all the good stuff. Um, what can I say? These are ancient adaptogenic friends who have evolved alongside the human species since the beginning of time. They are life givers. They are energy providers. They support our immune system, our brain health. I live by these things. Coming out of my football career, man, I suffered a lot of concussions. Did a lot of damage to my body. And I tell you what, there has been no supplement greater in aiding my healing process than the functional fungi. So I highly recommend it. Head over to wake.net. Use code ebb and flow to get 10% off and free shipping on your next order. It's excellent stuff. What does a life worth dying for look like to you? That's what we should be creating and cultivating. Our life as something that we are willing to die for. It should be so good, so rich, so delicious in its wholeness and its beauty that you are literally willing to lay down your life for all of it. Forget the whole, I'll take what I can get. Give me my little food pellet and my reality TV. Give me my little conveniences that make me comfy. No thanks. And you know what? Once you come around to that realization, once you start having the feeling that, oh, wow, I would die for this life. You've eclipsed the old self. All of the apathy is not there anymore. You're going to be so full that it's almost like these concepts won't even exist anymore in your paradigm. That is a reading from A Life Worth Dying For by Eben Britton and Augustus Britton. You can check that out on Amazon. There's a link in the show notes to check it out. I appreciate you guys so much. Also, you can join the party. Join the Power Tribe on patreon.com forward slash EDS Britain. We're doing a group session July 11th at noon Pacific time. That's going to be yoga, breath work. The ebb and flow at its finest. Love to see you guys there. Also, you can find more guided meditations, workouts, breathing techniques, all the good stuff that you love. I got it all there on Patreon for y'all. And you can connect with me on a personal level. So, this episode of the Ebb and Flow podcast with my brother Gus we are riffing on ancient esoteric knowledge, the ascended masters. We obviously dive into our cultural musings of the day. 
It's a lot of fun, as always. Greatly appreciate my brother Gus. Be sure to check out his newsletter, realitynow.substack.com. Highly recommend it. The dude is... He's the next great American writer. I mean, 50 years from now, they'll be talking about Ernest Hemingway and Augustus Britton. There's no doubt in my mind. Um... That's about it, folks. Hope you guys enjoy this as much as I did, we did. Lots of love to you all. I'll see y'all on the flip side. Enjoy. You have unlocked the eternal link to internal source. The key of imagination. Your admission. Access to the enlightened dimension. The gateway at the junction of darkness and light. The place at which the chaos of our conditioned frame of mind give way to a life in constant flux. Only to be mastered through vigilant discipline. Peaceful times may come. Testing times may go. This is the ebb and flow. rolling mm. back in the saddle nice Choo-choo! how are you pretty good good excellent excellent blessed. it's a beautiful day out here grateful blessed to be here yeah so today uh gus and i kicked this thing off we uh we pulled cards oracle cards of the ascended masters now, the ascended masters They're historical beings, Mm. actual people who, by whatever means they did, transcended human limits. And as this book I'm reading, The Secret History of the World, describes, they didn't die as we understand death. Mm. They ascended into the ether to be teachers for humans to come. Mm. So they're functioning on the astral plane, the unseen realms, and they drop in wisdom and insights into the human, the physical realm, the material realm. Mm. So that's who the ascended masters are. I'm curious who you pulled, my G. Yeah, I pulled... Serapis Bay. Go now, it says on the top of the card. Mm. This gentleman, Serapis Bay. C-S-E-R-A-P-I-S. Bay. B-E-Y. Serapis Bay. Mm. Go now. I haven't heard this one before. Interesting. Dope. It's time for you to go either away from a toxic situation or towards something desirable. This card signals that it's the right time to make your move. The conditions are ripe and perfect, and the universe is poised to support your move. Additional meanings for this card. Quit your job. Leave a toxic relationship. Move to a new location. Start a new project without delay. Take a vacation. No more excuses, just do it. 
Serapis Bey is an Egyptian god of ascension and a bridge between heaven and earth. He's the ultimate life coach who motivates people to take good care of themselves physically, spiritually, and emotionally. Call upon Serapis Bay whenever you need additional energy and motivation to take action. How's that? That's where I'm at. That's where I am. Really? Yeah, I mean, that's exactly where I am. Yeah. Everything that was said, that's exactly where I am. It's amazing. These cards never fail, dude. Yeah. Literally. That's exactly where I am. Amazing. Excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, I have a little bit of a cold. I'm, I'm, allergies, I'm cold, my, or allergies? Oh, I don't know what I have. Allergies, not a cold. I have allergies. I'm changing my diet. God forbid you have a cold. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, it's funny because I was thinking, do I say I have a cold or do I have allergies? Right. That was like actually something that was coming up for me yesterday. Yeah. It's actually allergies. I don't think it's a cold. I ate I ate a sh- I ate like a shitload of bread. Well, you're having revelations. Fuck me up. You're having revelations about having your food. Major revelations. That card is it, man. I'm I'm right in that. Today I was thinking how much sexual guilt I have. Mm, wow. Just for like being sexual, being and this is all historical for me. There's a lot of historical stuff. I don't know if any I don't know if your listeners have ever heard the the phrase if it's if it's historical, it's hysterical. That's a that's a kind of funny. You've heard that, right? Or if it's hysterical, it's historical. Yeah, isn't it kind of the same? Is it the same thing? Well, I think in the moment you go if you're in a moment of hysteria or chaos you can usually say it's a historical right, paradigm right, right right yeah and um i don't you know something for me that th- this we don't need to get into my history but um i feel criminalized when i when i uh participate in my sexuality mm. and it and it's just like just being and what what do I mean by my sexuality and what do I mean by being criminalized? I just I can almost boil it down to expressing myself in a fun way romantically in relationships. It's like, dude, you didn't do any you're not doing anything wrong. You're just expressing yourself. It's okay. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That was like you know, I bring that up because of what you say about because you just said the thing of you're having all these revelations, which is true. That's the place I'm at in my life right now as it pertains to this card, too. And that was one of the revelations today for me. It's a big one, dude. Resonates with me a yeah. lot. And I'm you, know, just, I think a lot of people feel that way, dude. Yeah. And you know the amazing thing, we've talked about this on here, the amazing thing about cultivating the witness or cultivating awareness, whatever you want to call it, cultivating the pause, is I get to look at that stuff and say, where is this coming from? What is this? Because this isn't me. This doesn't, this is a historical thing that doesn't have anything to do with my true behavior. Hmm. And also, or what I want to be. Yep. It's powerful, dude. 
Yeah. Powerful to come into that. Yeah. Yeah. I heard Ram Dass say... I mean, it's not the point. That's the point. Yeah. Of life. (laughs) Yeah. At this stage, all we really have is to unravel our our behavioral paradigms. Yeah. Our functioning mechanisms that inhibit us. Yeah. Break the chains, dude. Betraying the family. What is it? Be, I don't know. Betraying the family something. You know, when you break your family's chain. Um, mm. It's a powerful thing to do. So powerful. So powerful, dude. You, you know, it's one thing to change in the eyes of friends. It's, it's one thing to change in the eyes of people that aren't your blood. And it's another thing to change in the eyes of people that are your that are your blood that know you innately. Mm. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's where it's you know like thinking yeah. about Ramdas, like his relationship with his dad that was always there for him. Yeah, that was always so at the forefront of his his road. Yeah, it's true. I mean, can you imagine, Eb? His dad was always calling him rum-dum. <laughs> I mean, that was always there for him to practice. That's hilarious. And I, I know. And you're not going to tell me that didn't really affect him in the beginning. Oh, yeah. There's no way. Sure. That was probably really challenging for him. Oh, yeah. It's a great point, dude, because we look at him and we think, it's Ramdas. You know, he's a fucking, he's a master. He's a... He, I mean, he could very, he, he's, yeah, he's very well an ascended master, yeah. you know, um, and you think he's, you would imagine, or you would have this preconceived idea that he'd be just unaffected by outside influences, but I mean, that's really at the end of the day, his whole, his whole meditation is about dealing with the outside influences from the heart space, you know? So yeah, okay, here we are. Like the talk about he spent the month in New Hampshire or Maine with his dad and his stepmother and his grandmother. Yeah. Was his grandmother? Yeah. Yeah. And he, uh, he was like, I just, surrendered to this month i'm just gonna do whatever the fuck they do i'm gonna drink the margaritas i'm gonna play yahtzee eat lobsters eat lobsters i'm not gonna lock myself in my room and read the bhagavad gita yeah and he's like i'm just gonna participate on this plane yeah because there's so much in that too there's so much lessons and god work in that yeah it's powerful what you're saying about breaking the family uh, paradigms or the family mechanisms. Mm-hmm. The family, it's the family identity yeah. perceptions. Right. You're Gus. You're this guy. Yeah. You do this in the family. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you stop being that guy and people get freaked out about who's walking in the door now. Right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. 
but that's beautiful man that's that's the beauty of it all right there in action and and it's fucking painful it's difficult it's confusing it's it's uncomfortable as fuck well it's good man it's good stuff you know i want to say something about these cards you used you would do these a lot and you know our mom always had them in the house like she always had the she always had the animal oracle which are amazing yeah, I, love I those think the too. Stephen, I got those too yeah the Stephen farmer ones and yeah. I, I always love i always love kind of looking at them no it's not the Stephen farmer one it's the other one that she has it's a ama- i don't know you would know it the older one yeah 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 is that Stephen farmer i don't think it is i don't think that was Stephen farmer i mean yeah his are really good and on yeah. point. Uh, yeah. They're amazing. But mom had one that was so profound. I remember with looking like, at those with the dream catcher kid. on it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, you yeah. know, what I wanted to say that I've had an interesting experience with these cards and all sorts of cards. And, you know, you, you, you would do them a lot. You picked them up kind of maybe, I want to say three years ago, let's say. You started like when we'd have like family gatherings, you'd like bring the cards out. Mm-hmm. And it's only till recently in this new work I've been doing, I'm coming up on a year, June 10th of this new work I've been doing, where I've been able to hear the cards uh, and see them interesting, and actually be there with them. Like I never thought it was stupid. I never thought it was like, woo woo like i'm not you know i'm i'm there for whatever it is but i was never really able to give myself over to the message right and maybe i don't know maybe um like this past year i've really been like oh okay let's see what's in here let's get present for what these cards have to say that's been i don't know i just felt like bringing that up because some people might hear this and some people might have had that same experience i don't know if you had that experience with cards where you're like, oh, it's tarot. What am I going to do? I don't know right. what to do. You know, I look at it, then I forget about it. You know, and and that that's another thing. It could be like just the card for today or something, you know? It oh, yeah. It could be for the week or, I mean, this card feels, this card I just pulled feels like my life right now. Uh-huh. So maybe they represent different things, you know? Oh, for sure. So I just yeah. wanted to bring up the kind of, spiritual practicality of the cards that I've felt the journey I've had with the cards, you know, I love that dude. I love doing that when, when you're able to articulate where you've been and how far you've come and the transformation or the evolution of your thought process that's happened to going from the place where you're completely disconnected from it to the place where you're totally connected to it. I think about that a lot with the culture. Uh-huh. I'm like, why is it that I think the way I do? What is the thing? that Like, what's the difference? And I take myself through the phases of my consciousness and put myself in the shoes of a person who thinks or believes a certain thing. And I go, oh, oh, yeah, I've been, <laughs> bless you. Thank you. I've been in that situation where I used to believe X, Y, and Z. And I see how difficult it can be to break out of that paradigm. Mm, yeah. 
I love that, man. These, I don't know, man. I mean, this is kind of my thing, you know? I've got the Scorpio rising sign. Oh, is that what you are? Yeah, so my whole world is about, my whole life is about the occult That's and so the unseen. Funny. You're what? You're Libra? You're Scorpio's? You're rising as Scorpio? And then what's your moon? I think I have you on CoStar. Let me look. Let me check it. Um, I don't, I'm not sure what my moon is. But yeah, my whole life is about the unseen. Uh-huh. And bringing that, being a bridge to yeah, that. I mean, that's pretty clear. I know, that's what I do. But I remember seeing these cards as a little kid, and I would I loved looking at them uh-huh. when mom had them. I know exactly what you're talking about. And so these these cards have always been just a really powerful oracle message if there's something i'm going through or something happening you know i'm able to go to the cards it's not always you know but man these things have a lot of truth Mm. every time i pull a card it's it's exactly what i need to hear yeah or what i'm looking for or fills in a gap I had this experience a few weeks ago with my buddy Joshua. Uh-huh. And he did a, a, I pulled tarot cards with him. And this tarot card I pulled was fucking literally my whole life in a moment. He pulled one for you? No, I pulled the card and he, he, he reads them. Uh-huh. But it was the four of cups and the four of cups is this picture of this dude sitting under a tree with his arms crossed. Uh-huh looking at these three empty cups in front of him. And Spirit is bringing him a fourth cup, and he's not paying attention to it. And the card is all about being super focused on a specific issue and being completely closed in on it, that you're not looking at all the blessings and gifts that God, the universe, is bringing into your life. Interesting. It was exactly where I was. Wow. And the card, literally, it blasted open my consciousness to be like, oh, yeah, fuck, look at how I just did that. Mm. All right, so you ready to hear what my Ascended Master card was? Yeah, what'd you pull? Well, I pulled this card last night, too. What was it? I pull it frequently. Funny. (laughs) It's Merlin, Energy Healing. Can I see it? Merlin, Energy Healing. (laughs) Interesting. The situation you've inquired about involves energy healing. You have healing abilities that you can direct through your hands, thoughts, and heart. Send loving energy to elevate and heal this situation. You can clear the energy in a home, office, or vehicle as well. Your experiences with energy healing may be so powerful that you decide to conduct healings as a profession. Additional meanings for this card. Take an energy healing course such as Reiki, Qigong, Pranic Healing, or Healing Touch. Your life purpose involves conducting energy healing. Clear the space in your home or office through Feng Shui, Burning Sage, or other energy healing methods. Send love to the situation or person. Avoid situations, places, or relationships with harsh energy. Everything is healing and will be okay. 
No one knows for certain whether Merlin actually lived as a mortal man or not. What is agreed upon is that Merlin is the quintessential magician and sage wizard archetype. He's associated with King Arthur's Camelot, Avalon, and Glastonbury. He's also considered to be an aspect of Hermes Trismegistus, the teacher of esoteric wisdom. Merlin is a powerful ascended master who helps spiritual teachers and healers focus their energies in beneficial ways. That's interesting. I've heard I've heard Terrence talk about that guy. I think it's Trismegistus. Trismegistus. <laughs> um, that I never to me, know how to say that name. Yeah, I've heard it. God knows if that's even how you say it. That's interesting to me because you're, we both are, but I was just thinking of how you want to do this uh, teacher training. Yeah. Yeah, I feel really, I mean, there was a time when I thought about doing like some sort of uh, something like that. I don't know what it is. I mean, I'm, I'm a student of life, so it's kind of like, I don't. I don't know exactly. I don't I don't know what's calling me yet. I am really interested. I do want to do this uh I do want to do this this uh yoga teacher training just to expand my knowledge and What is your uh can you look at what your um your astrological thing is? Where do I see I couldn't what's find the you. Best? Do you have co-star? No. Oh, well, fuck it. I can't. I don't know. That's gonna take we'll talk time. about it another time yeah. for sure. I just thought if you had it off the top. Uh, I don't have that. Okay. I'm Leo Pisces, Pisces. Um, So something this... I think it's interesting to talk about this. So this book, The Secret History of the World, which I highly recommend. I posted about it. One dude hit me up. He said, man, I burned through that book. It was one of the best books I've ever read after you recommended it. And he, he read it before I did. I just posted like my short list of books that I was working through. Mm. And I'm reading it, dude. And it's just kind of, it's mind blowing. Mm. First of all, where we are right now today, what's the date? June 8th, 2021. Every civilization throughout human history has been through these exact cycles of coming into a place of worshiping false gods and false paradigms, falling deep into the material hypnosis, and then having to be completely extricated through a, to use Terrence McKenna's words, the archaic revival, through a complete reversal of course or rerouting back into nature, back into universal truth and universe and God. And here we are again, you know, we're completely entrapped in the material. We're completely worshiping the false gods and the false paradigms of government and institutions and academia and all these things that are posing as all knowing figures. And you're seeing it. You're seeing the people. You're seeing the population of the, the, the demographic of people who are going, you know, something's not working here, man. Something's not working. The technology's not working. 
I know technology is supposed to solve everything, but it's just not, you know, it's not, it's not cool. It's not as fun. I'm, I'm feel like really shitty. I'm more interested in going to my local grocery store, the local market, supporting the local people, getting into my community, getting involved with the people around me, the real people, the flesh and blood humans. So that's all happened before many, many times. And here we are again. So I suppose you could say this is the beginning of the end of this reign of civilization. And that's not necessarily a bad thing either. I mean, I'm not saying that as this like dark looming cloud is creeping over the sky. I mean, you probably feel that way anyway through COVID. But COVID just really illuminated everything that was happening anyway. Mm. So there's that. But then even more fascinating than that is this idea of the evolution of consciousness and how it's a mind before matter universe. And we were talking about this at the park a little bit, the mind before matter universe and the ancients, this is how they, this is what they believed. The universe is, is just consciousness. The universe is a mind. And these thought forms come out of the formless and into the form. Whereas in the, the, through the lens of modernity, call it, where you're looking and you go, Ed, well, this coffee table is more real than the thoughts running through my head. Okay, sure. Let's take that for a moment. Well, that coffee table would have never existed Unless it was first in somebody's mind as a thought. So all of these things, every single thing you see started as a thought form that was manifested into this physical reality by the active will of a physical being who first had a thought form to create this thing. Everything. Right? Even people. (laughs) Even the people. A thought from God. Yes. Potentially. Yes. And the ancients believed that the imaginary world was just as real, maybe even more real than the physical world. Yeah. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) We take this shit so seriously. I know. It's wild. Wild. I guess you gotta th- you gotta get excited about something. This is what I get excited about. It's fucking nuts. I, I might sound totally insane. The look you gave me <laughs> that was funny. Oh yeah, shit! True. What are you gonna true. do, man? What are what you gonna, are we gonna do? do? We're Nat- always talking about this nature's stuff. all creation, isn't it? Nature's nothing but creation. It's all creation. One creation, just flowering, just flowering, flowering out of one thing. It's all, yeah, it's totally, it's like, all just creation, isn't it? First it was the rock, then it was the tadpole, then it was the deer, then it was the man, then it was the this, the that, and it's just nonstop creation, and humans are part of that. Humans need to create. But what, well, are, you getting the... at, what are you getting at here? Because my kind of contemporary, um, contemporary piggyback off of that is... 
God, look look how it has to turn dark. My my thought would be <laughs> this thing of science is real. Uh-huh. So what is that? <laughs> no, I'm I'm trying to say like the the issue <laughs> the issue of what you're bringing up is this issue where people say science is real because i feel like you're going to talk about that video you posted of the guy saying i have all of these phd's coming to my farm and i say hey man look at this look at what nature does let's go and out the into first, the field then the fir- let's go out into the field and the first thing they say is well, is there a paper that tells me this is true? Right. And the guy's like, fuck the paper. Right. The paper doesn't do anything, man. Yes. I don't know how all that, because you started, you, you, you went in a bunch there. of different, well, you went <laughs> in a bunch of different directions because you were also talking about how technology's not working. And then to me, we have to specify what we mean by technology. We wouldn't be having this conversation without technology. We wouldn't be sitting in these chairs without technology. Like these chairs are a form of technology. You know, so it's like, what's the technology? Because I was just... Well, I was in, using that as a, as a broad example. To, I know, but I think it's a it, it's valid. You're right. Yeah, you're Because right. I'm going around all the time, technology's bad. Techno- <laughs> but what am I... What do, you know, the more I write about it and the more we bring it up, like my newsletter, I was thinking technology versus romance. And then I was thinking, well, wait a second. Really, what I'm talking about is social media. Oh, okay, so then what do I mean by social media? The perpetuation of materialism. The perpetuation of false gods, as you say. Mm. That's really the essence of what we're talking about because technology is not really inherently bad. It's what you do with the technology. You know what I mean? Yeah. Unless, unless you're saying we need to now promote and start creating the archaic revival and burn the phones, burn these mics, burn the televisions. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, that's Unless great. that's what you're saying is is if that's your recourse to get back into the community, as you say, I'm not against it. I don't I don't think that's ever going to work or or ever be possible, I'm saying. It could I mean I don't mean work. I don't know if that's possible. No, it's I mean, great. It's great. Gus. I mean, good God, that fucking China video I sent you with the fucking train running through the fucking apartment. What the fuck are we doing? Who? Yeah, lives that there? looks fun. Who lives there? Was that real? I think Who it knows? was. Who knows? So I sent Eb this video of like the subway, the subway train. It's not there, a sub. There's well, literally not enough room. And they were doing it. They, the video was as if it was like this marvel. There's literally not enough space. So they had to make the train run through the middle of the apartment building. It's like, first of all, how do you sleep? Why would you want that? I mean, the energy of that. It's hard. 
card. What do I mean? What am I even talking about? Technology. Like this dude right here walking by. He's just like enjoying a walk in the sun outside. You see it all over the neighborhood. People are just out for a walk. Well, that's good. It's great. Um, I guess most specifically what I'm talking about is the pitfalls of technology. Which I suppose we're only now coming into the awareness of the yeah. pitfalls of technology. Yeah. Which is the addictions to it the reliance on it, the substitution of it for yes. formerly organic experiences. Yeah. That's really, I, I suppose that's what I'm talking about. And for me as an extremist, because I, I have to just be honest, I'm, I'm definitely an extremist who works to find his way into the middle because for much of my life I've just bounced from one extreme to the next working my way back to center but and I agree I agree look at how magnificent this this technology is being able to record a podcast in my living room fucking to blast out into the ether amazing amazing so obviously I'm not totally against it and I fucking keep posting on social media because I suppose I feel compelled to share some message, whatever it is. I, I don't even know at this point. I guess it's just a message of fucking of truth or life as it occurs to me. But I guess what we're talking about is really the pitfalls of it all, man. Substituting cooking your own meal for ordering on Postmates substituting yeah but then like the grocery store the grocery oh, store yeah. is a fucking form of this weird yeah modernization that's not really helpful yeah. dude because wouldn't it be so it's so much better like two weekends ago we fucking went out to this sterling farms in malibu which is this gorgeous biodynamic farm run by this woman carrie clasby who i'm gonna have on the podcast at some point and it's magnificent and you go there and you're interacting with the people who grow the food and the food is fresh and it fucking tastes good. Like, isn't it? It's kind of mind blowing when you really turn on an apple from the grocery store or tomato from the grocery store literally has like no flavor. I go to the farmer's market store. I don't, I, I can't fuck with There's that stuff. There's no I taste. Tell you. I go to this place called, if anybody's in LA, cookbook. It's the place. It's the farmer's market store. I eat the garlic there. My head's blown off. You know what I, I mean? Love that, dude. But, but we've talked about this, Eb, how it's taken over every aspect of life. So maybe that's what we're really talking about. How do we find the balance with the technology? I don't know if there is a balance. Can I use the phone to make a call and to post a thing and then put it down and go about my life? I've, I, I wasn't on Instagram I don't know how this happened. I wasn't on Instagram all day yesterday. I've deleted it off my phone. I'm not on it today. Again. What? 
You've done this before, though. No, no, no. This is different, though. I'm, okay. I'm not saying I'm not on it anymore mm-hmm. because I'm going to post my newsletter tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying participating it in a, in it, participating with it. Well, maybe this is the balance. Participating yeah. with it yeah. in a different way to where, um, you know, it's a whole ecosystem. It's like a whole technological ecosystem. And it's so funny being off it. I feel so liberated. You know, you're not really in re in this reality. They're two different realities. Oh yeah. For I mean, sure. it's an incredible thing. Yeah. We talked about it and then I talked about it again on another podcast, but the real world is not at all like the digital world. If the real world was like the digital world, there would literally be bodies in the streets with all the vitriol and toxicity. But there isn't that. You go outside, nobody gives a fuck like who you voted for, what your beliefs about COVID or masks are. People are really just like interested in connecting with other humans and fucking helping each other out. Yeah. Wouldn't you say? Yes. Yeah, of course. I mean, now the dating thing, that's a whole other realm that I have no concept of, and you could speak to that. But it's tapped into every realm. But back to that, it's tapped into every realm. It's tapped into the food realm. It's tapped into the romance realm. It's tapped into the fun, quote-unquote, fun realm. Let's let's face this fact. If you're on Instagram every day, you're addicted to Instagram. Mm. Listen, I don't want to say that. Eb, I don't want to yeah, say it anybody right. any as much as anybody wants to hear it. But if you're going on it every day, you're addicted to it. Yeah. We could twist that and cut that all different different ways, but that's what it is. If you were doing cocaine every day, yeah, you'd probably say you were addicted. Yes. Yeah. How did we get to this? Uh, what we're talking about? No, this is part of it. You were talking about the the cyclical nature. Okay, of so here to bring it back, of yeah, to bring it back. So to bring it back, right? So what, what comes I was after talking this? About. Then that's my question. But go ahead. I don't know that yet. Um, I'm praying not the movie The Matrix, but. Who knows? Maybe that's maybe that's where people want to go. Maybe people just want to be a fucking a, a fucking human fetus in a big pod that's feeding a machine. Maybe that's what people want. Yeah, I mean, I don't. And you're just so. dreaming all day in this vi- in this fluid. And you have a tube up your ass and a tube down your throat and a thing fucking just well, pumps what, you full well, of shit. Well, that's what will happen if you keep staying on Instagram. That's why I think you have to practice. And listen, I'm practicing this real time. You have to liberate yourself from that world from time to time. And don't look at it for stretches of time. Hmm. This yeah. is a serious fucking thing. Oh, it's serious. This is an. This is a deeply serious... This is a major conundrum in humanity right now it's serious people are addicted and 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 see they don't we don't want to say we're addicted yeah 
that dude has been fucking thrown off the boat. The dude with the dreads. Jared, whatever his name is. He's, he been, like he's been talking VR? about this for a while. He worked at Google. He did a TED Talk about how dangerous this shit was. Mm. He did the TED Talk about how they built in psychological mechanisms to keep you on it. I mean, we know this now. Yeah. But there's going to be a... Dude, I mean, I was on fucking Curious Jones. This was all we talked about. Yeah. This is what people talk about now. Well, so what's wrong with it to bring it back? I don't think we control you. We can control ourselves. Humans are addicts. Are we not? No, for sure. Is that the problem? We're just chemical addicts. We're comfort addicts. Casualties of comfort. You were talking about comfort the other day. Yeah. That that is the greatest pitfall of technology, because we, it it makes us way too comfortable. I mean, we were you can't already die comfortable. Now. Yeah, God forbid. God forbid you die. <laughs> what do you want to do? Just like spend a thousand years on a screen? <laughs> what fun is that? That's what COVID is all about for me. It's our fear of death. Of course. You can't die. Oh, yeah. It's course. why people are still wearing the masks, even though we found out Fauci is a com- now a complete charlatan. You know, and shit, maybe you should actually wear the mask because God knows what they've been juicing this stuff up with, with this new gain of function. How has this not all exploded already, Eb, that this new information is out there? Because everything's politicized, man. So if you say all of this stuff, you're deemed a Trumper or a conservative or something like that, and people dismiss it as... I don't know. Uh, Conspiracy. I I don't even know what to say anymore. It's just so, it's so sick. Like it's so, it's so indoctrinated. It's so conditioned. Because if it's not coming out of a a left-leaning news source, then it's, it's not credible to a lot of people. It's nefarious beyond. Oh my God. I was watching this segment last night. I was like, wow. They really... They really introduced this to the world. And they wouldn't say it. It's a whole other podcast. It's a whole other thing. Um, God bless everybody. (laughs) Yeah, I don't don't even know. And, And that brings us back to... The pitfalls of technology. Why is it bad? Going back to early consciousness, ancient consciousness. And these people who were, who lived their life in a mind before matter paradigm, they lived among spirits. They believed that they communicated with gods and demigods and spirits and fairies and angels and demons. But I don't think it's that they believed they did. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. They they knew it. They knew that they did. Yeah. Like we were talking about. uh, We always, from this, from the contemporary thought 
paradigm, we take all of the mythology and the ancient texts uh, from a allegorical standpoint or from a <laughs> metaphorical standpoint when they were speaking literally. Right. So what's the issue with this this realm we're, we're baby crawling into? <laughs> is that... Is that but people's imagination is shot to shit. Yes, brother. Why? Because You're you brought it up the other day. You're completely disillusioned. You're completely disillusioned with the fucking majesty of this. We're waiting for the government to tell us aliens are real. But you brought it up the other day as to why that happened is because we've concretized our consciousness. We've, right. We've exactly. made our consciousness material, which is why you brought up the aspect earlier in the podcast of this table exactly how this table is more real than my imagination forgetting that this table came out of the imagination exactly and that's an american scam which is a west you know a western scam which is now global i don't believe there's an east and a west anymore sure there might be there might be um earthly powers india might be full of more energy than say fucking Florida, Florida's earthly energy, you could you could take the East and West paradigm that way. But this is now a global thing. You mm -hmm. know, materialism is now global. There's no like America's the dumb country now. Like, no, I mean, this is this shit is everywhere. Yeah. But, you know, you know, um, well, I mean, maybe to different degrees, like there's sadhus in India where if you're a sadhu in America, you get thrown in an insane asylum more or less uh but you know this thing of worshiping false gods yeah yeah we've concretized our existence yes to where if it's not in front of our face it it's couldn't possibly be happening yeah which is also a crime of science how ramdas is was always ramdas was always talking about how early on in his career as a psychologist at Harvard, working with scientists, working with quote-unquote professionals, they would always negate and downplay the intuition. Mm -hmm. They would say, "Yo, that's just female shit," you know. <laughs> and and then yeah. he and then he realized later, no, that was the real shit. Well, you know something that's really interesting about science. So I was having this conversation with Joshua as well, and he said that science, bear. The origination of science. Uh-huh. First of all, science is... What do you want, dude? Go back to... Go. 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 This guy. Go lay down. <laughs> He's like, fuck all that. What is it? To be a dog, man. Take a nap and just fucking go for a walk and chill. Yeah. So what? It, where did science originate? So science, first of all... Science originated as natural philosophy. Mm. Natural philosophy. It's philosophizing about natural laws. Okay? Nature, the universe, etc. Examining it. It wasn't about manipulating shit in a lab, creating fucking hybrid monkey-human embryos, which they're doing, by the way. Right. If anybody thinks that's some insane, like, made-up thing that I just said. Uh, you know, the gain of function on a virus that Dr. Fauci funded, 
I don't even know. Is he even a doctor? Um, Does so it matter? Does yeah, exactly. So science was was originated as natural philosophy, but even before that, science is what the witches they went underground and turned all of their esoteric, ancient nature nature worshiping knowledge, and they turned it into science. Because of all the all the persecution from the religious sects, the Spanish Inquisition killed millions of people because they said, if you didn't believe in this X, Y, or Z, and you believed that you had de- that there were demons or whatever, they fucking tortured you to death to exercise the demons to get them out of you to purify you, which literally was just killing you. And this has happened throughout. Throughout history, religion has completely persecuted the nature worshippers. Now, the problem is science became, it just became corporatized and completely adulterated Mm. and perverted into this new thing. Right. Which has completely lost connection with the God source that it was initially funded or founded through. Is this making sense? Yeah. So the things that we're calling quote unquote science today is not actually science. You're talking about corporate funded experimentation to fit narratives or to pitch products to market ideas. We're not talking about actual science. Now, what Joshua also said to me is that the great healing, the great divide, the great healing of the great divide that we're in now, which is this science versus spirituality thing, which has occurred because the academics took over science and basically started using it. A perfect example is that ecologist um, of the video of the guys I posted who said you bring all these master's degree and PhD people into into the field and I say let's let's observe let's discuss let's figure this stuff out and no one wants to do it because they're not getting the information through a peer reviewed paper and all the peer reviewed papers are based on the information given put through by all these people who agree on the same thing and he's like, that's not, that's not science. That's academia. And we're literally having, sending young, brilliant minds into universities and they're coming out fucking brain dead. So we can't, science, science is great. I'm a big believer in it, to be honest. But whatever it is that these, that we're, we're venturing into calling science, it's not actually science. It's corporate funded experimentation to prove theories or ideas to sell products and manipulate the population into believing x y and z well i mean that's really where it's at the corporatization the corporatization of things i mean you turn on a ball game these days it's just staggering the explosion of corporatocracy you're met with from the food to the cars to the insurance to the pills i mean it's unbelievable it's an unbelievable onslaught 
And that just doesn't work because there's no community in it. You know, and man, they they try to make it so convincing that there's something like community in it, that there's something like, you know, integrity or care. Use the word altruism. Altruism, that's it. Did I use that word? Yeah. Or you did? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and it's just not really na- nationwide is on your side. Okay, that's cool. You know, AAA is actually kind of a cool company. You know, some companies manage to keep a thread of something. You know, I wrote this Generation Ass episode or essay. I'm thinking of doing a Generation DSL. <laughs> <laughs> You know, we've we've also done it to our bodies with the fake lips. Oh, yeah. Generation DSL. You ready for this? Dick-sucking lips. You ready for this, dog? <laughs> this is in 2015. You ready for I this? I think we should call this culture jazz. How much money does Big Pharma spend on advertising and PR? You ready for this? For any of you out there who are confused about who owns the media and television, right? you ready for this? In 2015, this is from 2015, so exponentiate these numbers however you need Probably to to get to 2021. It. CBS, they spent $511 million on advertising and PR just to CBS. Mm-hmm. ABC? $296 million. NBC, $250 million. Fox, $128 million. All other TV stations, $607 million spent on advertising on television. Where do you think that money goes? You think that goes just, oh, thanks, thanks for the, thanks for the, contribution big pharma no it goes to narratives so that's how much big pharma spent for each channel yeah in 2015 so it's probably double that now probably double nowadays oh yeah, that's uh, crazy oh, i mean they these might be up in the billions yeah that's what stage. i mean it's probably double yeah you need a pill to shit so then you can't get hard so you need a pill to get hard Pfizer. And then you're nauseous. You can't see, so you need a pill to see. So now you're taking. <laughs> Keep popping up, baby. So now you got three pills on deck. You a pill to shit, a pill to get hard, and then a pill to see. <laughs> And a pill to keep your heart working. And all you could have done was gone to the fucking farmers market. Yeah, and, and taken a walk, and play and shot some hoops. Oh, my God. Holy shit. The pills are working, Doc. The pills are working. Crimes against humanity. Talk about it. Crimes against humanity, man. It's a crime against humanity. It's hysterical. You have to laugh, though. These doctors are, they're criminals. I mean, um, it's not all. Well, people are eating it up, bro. It's not all doctors. It's not all. There's a lot of of good doctors out, out there, but, man, the majority... As as this number can attest to, a billion dollars more of advertising budget. I mean, there's a reason they need to spend that much. You know, 
News used to be separate from entertainment programs. Those rules were changed. New Zealand and the U.S. are the only countries that allow pharmaceutical product ads on TV. Our news outlets are now majority funded by pharma. In another record year for pharma TV ads, more than 70% of advertising is spent by big pharma. $5 billion. That's also really... That's also really crazy to me that um, New Zealand, you know, but America, two countries that allow this. That's also, I mean, that sort of goes against my whole America is the dumbest country. It very well may be. It's one of the smartest countries, I believe, or whatever you want, smart, dumb, whatever the word is. But the fact that America is the only country other than New Zealand that allows that, that's pretty unbelievable. How did that happen? God, that just shows how sick yeah. our political system is. It's so sick. That's It's just unbelievably sick. It's mind-bogglingly sick. Like, man, France? No. Sweden? No. UK? No. Spain? No. Africa? No. South Africa? No. Sick. Canada? Makes you really angry. I mean, it's wild. The numbers are just staggering. How much money these people spend. But people, dude, see, I had this realization today, man. Well... It's been crystallizing this one, but other people, people outside of us, ourselves, outside of the I, only have as much power as we give them. That's it. So a lot of people are walking around going, yeah, my doctor, he knows, he knows better than me. So you know what? I guess I'll just keep following that. And anything against that is heresy. People well, are still trying to burn me at the stake for the fucking mask study. Yeah. Which I asked, of course, it's been retracted because there is so much uproar about it. But God forbid you talk about real information. Breathing is the most important physiological <laughs> mechanism retracted. that we have i mean retracted what do you who retracted are you talking it? about who retracted uh, it i put the mask on for a minute and i want it off and then I'm... fauci's emails concur that he knew the fucking mask didn't i know work. so guys now so what, what are we say? talking about now like like the guy saint saint fauci who you've been worshiping for the last year and a half and god bless him i'm not trying to put weird energy out there but you know, it's now been proven that it's not e- that it didn't even work from him. It's not from two guys in a fucking living room with mics. It's from him. I didn't say it. What do you mean? I mean, I didn't make it up. Like, what did I do? What do you want? Why do you want to be saved so badly? By an institution that's never done anything for your best interest or your well-being. I know. Where where along the road did we decide that we that 
this is like the powers that be should well it all us. dude see that's why we talk about this consciousness shit so much it must because be... this is what the this is why this shit's a problem because when your when your consciousness gets so i love that word concretized it gets solidified to such an extent where your beliefs the belief paradigm that you live within is built on these massive structures of beings, institutions, government, pillars of understanding that are all false. They're all false paradigms. Because if we know anything about science, science, as as old Fauci just said to, to uh, explain away his emails, science is a dynamic process. It's always evolving. Oh, God. Science is a dynamic Thing. Wow. it's constantly shifting and changing i love when i love how it's dynamic it's when amazing, you need it right? to be, it's dynamic when you need it to be dynamic how when you brilliant. need to save your ass how that's, brilliant how are these psychopaths that's awesome i love how science isn't real when it needs to not be real because or whatever, so or whatever that's saying when when the table is more real than your experience then your personal one first-hand experience when the table is more real than your first-hand experience we're running into fucking problems yeah because here we go and you've taken the number one the most important physiological mechanism of our health and well-being the breath and you are literally physically inhibiting it And no one is asking why or questioning it or thinking it's strange or feeling uncomfortable. Why? Because you have to wear the mask to be a good person? Is that the thing? Well, not only are they doing that, they're getting they're getting injected with something too. I mean, that's just Well, that's a whole other that's, that's thing. another level. That's a whole that's you know, I mean and So it all comes back to, dude, I think that's, I I guess, I suppose we answered this question of, to me, you know, why are we always talking about the technology and the consciousness and the, the spirituality and the, the pitfalls of it all? Because here we are, here we are, and no one wants to live. No one wants to think for themselves. Are you living a life worth dying for that whole fucking thing? It's so multi-dimensional too. Like there's so many dimensions to it. And if you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. No, of course. If you want to get if you feel more comfortable getting the vaccine, get the vaccine. Do whatever you want to do. Do whatever you want to do, but when you're going to start creating these these when you're going to start planting these seeds of it's not okay unless everyone does it, yeah, or that, we all have to wear masks. Which yeah, that's primarily where the problem comes in. Now that. you're now you're venturing into okay. Well, I guess so. Are you willing to go to war for that? You're probably not right. because you're probably if you're a person who thinks that's an acceptable way of being, you're probably not willing to die for that belief. So well, they're not willing to die for it. They don't. They're they're they don't exactly. want to die at all. Exactly. Um, but that's that's exactly where things Dude, that, all... that's where things go south when you start trying to um force 
an ideal or a moral onto somebody. That's I mean that's what that's power versus force, right? The Inquisition there. is that's what Nazi Germany. Yeah, yeah, of course. And that's when war breaks out in our civilization. Apartheid. When people start trying to tell other people what to do. Yeah, exactly. Work. All I want to so, do is be free, man. Yeah. All I want is freedom. That's it. It's so interesting because nothing we say, and I can, I feel like I can say this truthfully, because it, 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 it could. I, I hear, I hear how it could sound weird coming from the horse's mouth or coming from and me being the horse there's nothing we say that's positioned as you should do this there's suggestions there's but see this is where it gets so weird because it's like how do you not see the truth that if you eat a bag of candy you're gonna feel like shit it's about, it's an unwillingness to take accountability for yourself. It's a complete unwillingness. And then the political correctness thing comes in. It's like, oh, you feel like shit because you ate the bag of candy. Well, no, that's not why. I have bad hormones. Yeah, no shit, because you're eating bags of sugar. Yeah. And drinking liters of soda. Yeah, no shit. And then you're going to blame everybody else for it? Sorry. Or you're going to want everybody else to do it too. Yeah. So what's the solution? I mean, what what's the solution here? <laughs> what's the solution? Talk about it, acknowledge is, it, talk, meditate, bring talk, it out into the light. I mean, I guess that's the only thing. You know what Chogrim was saying to Ramdas when he said, Ramdas, you need to take responsibility because I listened to another talk that's been brought up. He's saying you need to take responsibility for the collective consciousness. You know what? Where did my thing go? You lose your spot. The fuck? What happened? God damn it, dude. I had a fucking bookmark in here, man. Mm. Ay, ay, ay. Here, you, are you ready for you this? Know where you were. Ready for this? This will close it out. I think so. This will close it out. You ready? <laughs> When we think of Rome, we picture sophistication and grandeur, but also paranoia. If we compare the Greece of Pericles with the Rome of the Caesars, we see in the latter the same kind of overbearing pomp, elaborate, awesome rituals of smoke, incense, and clashing symbols that had earlier been used to hypnotize peoples into obedience to Baal, B-A-A-L. Now it was used to hypnotize people into believing the various strange and egomaniacal members of the ruling elite were in fact gods. The Caesars forced the mystery schools to initiate them. In the process, they discovered the ancient initiatic teachings regarding the sun god. 
Julius Caesar eradicated the Druids because of their teaching of the sun mysteries, that the sun god was soon to return to earth. Similarly, Augustus banned astrology, not because he disbelieved in it, but because he was anxious about what astrologers could see written in the sky. If the people could not read the signs of the time, he could perhaps get away with representing himself as the sun god. Because he had been initiated, Caligula knew how to communicate with the spirits of the moon in his dreams. But because he had gained initiation by force and without proper preparation, he could not properly identify them. Caligula would refer to Jupiter, Hercules, Dionysus, and Apollo as his brother gods, sometimes appearing in fancy dress to look like them. Nero's reign of madness reached a climax when he realized he was not after all the sun god. He would rather burn the whole world to the ground than let another greater individual live. Mm. Yeah, we haven't changed much. Not at all. We literally haven't changed at all. It's fucking mind-blowing. And what they're talking about... See, this is great because I hear a lot of people on social media talk about this. Talk about the issues with Freemasonry, Rosicrucians, Golden Dawn, the mystery schools, the ancient mystery schools. And they say, well, those people are the, the evil of the world. And it's not true. The problem is that... Yeah, they're just looking at a pop culture, pop culture swill interpretation. Well, the elites bastardized and adulterated the the mystery schools in order to convince everybody else that they were the gods. So here we are. All right, well... Keep it real. Take a break. Take 48 hours off of, off of Instagram. See what happens. Just see how you feel. Don't look at it. Don't look at it. Watch watch your reality shift. Watch the paradigm shift. And you know that witness of it, stepping back off that, you'll see how powerful it is and how much of a, of a different ecosystem it is from reality. That's what I would suggest to the listeners if you want a suggestion. I mean, I'd be curious how you feel anyway. I don't know. Let Eb know how you feel. Also, be conscious of, um, you know, where we started this podcast of breaking the family chain. You know, what are you doing to set yourself apart spiritually and physically? You know, because a lot of the stuff that we're talking about, like eating a certain way, believing in certain doctoral um, regimens, you know, take this pill, take that pill. A lot of that is in our family ethos Mm. so like hey you might be the black sheep where you're like no guys i'm gonna go this holistic route or whatever the you know and whatever that route is where you're not taking a prescription pill you're trying to do it differently you know and honor yourself for that because you're a rebel you're a rebel Mm. you're not a robot you're a rebel Mm. and it's a very powerful thing and that's the tribe that eb and i are interested in so let us know i don't know and share this with people I know you're probably sick of saying all this, so I'm just saying it for you, Evan. I just felt like saying it. No, it's beautiful, dude. You know, Amen. Just, that's you it. know, giving shout outs to the people as to what. Yeah, that's it. Amen. Brother. Recapping. Please. 
With that being said, y'all, because, check out Gus's, you got more? I just wanted to say, because living this way in our world now is a rebellious act. Doing this stuff is rebellious. It is not what the the majority is doing. Even th- even considering living outside of these realms is rebellious. And it's good to honor that and find your tribe that are also rebels. And rebel sounds kind of aggressive, but I, I don't really mean it that way. It's it's um you know, it's just having the courage to look at different waters and test different waters. Yeah. Well, the essence of the rebel is just going against the grain. Yeah. But why would you go with the grain when it's fucking ludicrous? If it doesn't make sense to you, why would you do it? I love it, dude. Great. Great words, man. Thank you for that. Thank you. So, I hope you guys got a lot out of that. I guess I did. Um, check out Gus's newsletter, realitynow.substack.com. It's fucking profound. It's great work. Uh, other than that, I'd love to have all of you, all of you who are still listening after my big pharma rant and COVID rant, which every, we should all be pissed off about it, to be honest. If there's anything to be angry about, it should be that, so that we can make some changes. Um, Love to have you join the Power Tribe on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash EDS Britain. Lots of love to you all. Have an epic rest of your day. Oh, yeah. And I didn't say it. Namaste. Namaste. See you all on the flip side. Peace. <laughs>